This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Okay, so today we are at the dog park, and I don't actually have a dog right now, but sometimes I walk by because I am a dog person, and so are these people. This is Benny, six and a half months, English Springer Spaniel. He is my little snuggle buddy. Who is this? This is Macaroni. First off, did you hear those? His little sniffs from his little nose. Second, Macaroni, great name. He goes wherever I go. He goes to work. Yeah, I would never have a cat. (laughs) Sorry cat people. At least she apologized. I did find one cat guy there who was with his friends. They're a lot easier. You don't have to walk them and you barely have to feed them. But really, what makes us either or? And, you know, sometimes we're both. Are there actual differences, dog people and cat people, or do the animals kind of lead us in that direction? I've got questions. Hey there, and welcome to you and to Scooter, or Max, or Penny, or Cooper, or Willow, or whatever the name of your pet is. I googled popular pet names for that. I had a fish once named French Fry. That is not exactly pertinent to the dog and cat show, so we will move on. First, to our cat person, who has three in the house. They are about two years old. Their names are Coriander, Ruby, and Professor Scribbles. (laughs) I love the last name. That's great. (laughs) Dr. Michael Delgado, cat behavior consultant and scientist. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few studies and I've I've done a few now as well, looking at some of the differences. I am hesitant to paint anybody with like a really broad brush. So we promise we won't do that. But if you give people personality tests like she's done, we do start to see some things show up. And in these categories, openness. Are you open-minded? There's extroversion, which is how comfortable are you being outgoing and interacting with other people? There's agreeableness, how easy you are to get along with. And negative emotionality, or sometimes called neuroticism. Maybe on the more depressed or anxious side. And what do we see? Cat owners ranking themselves higher in terms of the openness, but also higher in terms of the last one. So that doesn't mean all cat owners. It just means like as a conglomeration, if you were to compare dog owners do tend to rank themselves as more extroverted and agreeable. Do you feel like the dog owners are fair to you guys or do they take some of this and they take these stereotypes and then they amplify them thinking, okay, if you like cats, 
then I know you. You're staying inside and you're neurotic. Or maybe cat people are just goths, right? No, I mean, I think, um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting. And it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing. Like, do people get dogs because they want to go outside and walk their dog? And, you know, dogs can often have play groups where a dog who's never met another dog can hang out and they play together and they magically like get along. And that's not true of cats. So cats are more of a in the house companion. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. It could also be that someone who may be more of an introvert, they could get a dog because they want to be more social. And dogs are just amazing. This is clearly our dog person, Nate Schomer, professional dog trainer. Right. <laughs> it could also be their frame of reference. If you grow up like myself, where I, I, I had two cats, so I like cats. He just likes dogs more. What's really interesting is uh, one of the studies I did looked at people who also said they were both a cat and a dog person. And they tended to be more personality-wise like a dog person, and they also tended to choose a dog as their favorite pet. So even people who say they love dogs and cats tend to lean a little more on the dog side. And then, you know, if somebody doesn't care for dogs... A lot of times it could be because there was a bad experience. I think that's why we have to be really careful about kind of not playing too into these stereotypes. Of course, you know, the media loves it. It's clickbait. And you know why? Because everybody's going to get in the comments and fight for their side. There's some natural competitiveness at times because people really do like to choose a side, right? We like categories. We like to feel some sort of kinship with other people who are like us. And so it's just natural that I guess it would extend to, do you like cats or dogs? Do you like coffee or tea? I ask because this is sound from Crumbs and Whiskers. It's one of those cat cafes. This one's here in Los Angeles where you can go and have a coffee and pet cats and kittens and then fall in love and hopefully adopt one. Kind of like that. That's the idea. And I'm playing this because it's very different than the dog park, right? Because these are very different categories, which is something that we probably need to realize. I really try not to um, do like a side by side comparison of who's better because they're just they're different. It's like apples and oranges. Certainly with cats, they do have different motivations. They're not necessarily going to do things just to make you happy. Whereas I think dogs, we've really shaped them through domestication to mirror a lot of our behaviors and even facial expressions and depend on us. That makes absolute perfect sense to me. What do you say we do a little history lesson, which if you've listened to any of these, you've realized this is what we do here. So if you go way back and if you really simplify things, cats are around to keep rats out of our stuff, out of the stable, out of the grain storage. They're really at arm's length and then they eventually get closer. Yeah, the history is different. We're talking thousands of years difference in domestication, which is really hard for us to kind of grasp that time span. And also the reasons that we domesticated them or, or what we did to them. You know, if you look at dog breeds, there's much more variation in their bodies and their behaviors. And with cats, it's like when you look at purebred cats, it's really like, oh, this is cute. Like I'll make them have pointier ears or I'll make them have shorter legs. You know, it's not functional breeding. The blueprint of the cat from the behavioral perspective is very similar to their wild ancestor. And I think that's where a lot of people either really can't understand cats or they're really fascinated with cats. So for you dog people, is it starting to click a little bit? Some of these you know, wild behaviors where they swat at you and jump around or some of the aloofness that, you know, is a stereotype of the cat. It doesn't care about me. It's not going to come when I call. It's running the house, not me. It's because they're still way closer to their old selves than your dog is. 
we're not very good either at like kind of getting consent for things we do to cats, like petting them, picking them up, handing them to your friends. Those kind of behaviors are going to put a cat, many cats on edge until they get to know you. All right, let's switch things up, go to the other side and back to what Michael was saying earlier that made sense to Nate. And for you cat people, this is why dog people will walk down the street and stop mid-conversation and point to a dog across on the other sidewalk and make sure that you know that it's there. Absolutely. I think a lot of it comes from you know, evolution and and dogs being a part of who we are as humans. Because really, by now, we've been together so long, and longer than humans and cats have, that these guys, they've really got our number. They know us really well. Something as simple as pointing. Even chimpanzees don't pay attention to a human pointing, but you point to something on the ground, what does your dog do? Your dog goes and investigates it. They are more aware of our body language, our facial expressions. And of course how we smell. If you take sweat from somebody who's excited or happy and you put that in a container and set it on the floor, if the dog goes up and smells it, they will react and respond as if they're around a happy person. Their tail starts to wag more. They become (laughs) very excited. And on the other end of the spectrum, if you put down sweat that has come from somebody while they're upset, angry, anxious, fearful, then the dog will respond in the same manner. They'll become cautious. They'll go back. Their ears might go down. Their tail might become tucked. That's why a lot of times when somebody says, oh, every dog likes me, I'm a dog person. More often than not, those people tend to generally be more happy throughout the day. And the dogs can sense that. This one kind of makes sense to me because usually by the time a dog sees me, I've seen it and then my face lights up and the dog runs over and the owner's like, oh no, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, by all means, let me play on the floor with this dog. Also, sorry for not asking what your name is, uh, human being, while asking what the name of your dog is. One more thing here before we go. And it's for people who are thinking, well, I've had a cat and it was dog-like. So how does that happen? Michael says part of that is the early socialization. So all cats and dogs both have socialization windows when they're young, which is when we can teach them that humans are safe, other animals are safe, the coffee grinder isn't going to kill you. And for cats, that window is much earlier and shorter than it is for dogs. So for cats, we're talking between two and seven or eight weeks of age, whereas for dogs, it's a little bit more like four to 16 weeks of age where they they're just plastic. We can teach them like things are safe and it's, it's okay to explore these things or interact with these people. And cats just get a lot less socialization in general. So there's the genetics, the cat was handed, there's the early socialization, and then there's the current environment. And those things all contribute to whether that cat is going to be interpreted as like outgoing and quote unquote dog-like or more aloof or independent. Let's say independent because there's nothing wrong with that. See? This dog guy's coming around. Back to the dog park to finish here, and because I'd like you to meet this guy. Listen to those snorts. If you couldn't hear her, this is Tony. He's a pug, and he is a little nugget. He is a comedian. He makes me laugh day in, day out, from the second I wake up till we go to sleep. He's just like pure comedy. Bottom line, whatever your pet, Enjoy them, have fun, and send me pictures at KNX Simpson on Twitter or in the email for the show. I've got questions at odyssey.com. This is my request. Send me your cats, send me your dogs, send me your creatures of the sea, uh, your reptiles. No spiders, though, please. It's just, I'm sure they're great, but not for me. 
Also, in that inbox, send me more show topics. I've got questions at odyssey.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Thank you to Cooper, our editor, and this comes from KNX News 97.1 FM. We will talk again next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.